Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Good afternoon, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. And we've got an amazing show today. Mr. Andres Garzon, the founder and CEO of JobCity, is on the show today. And we've been waiting for a number of months to get Andres on the show today. He's got an amazing company. I call him the king of outsourced development, outsourced developers. He really has put together an amazing company uh, which allows companies to have better hires. They're, they allow companies to actually do more work with less stress with this outsourced development enterprise level company. Andres, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jacob. It's, been, it's a pleasure to be here today and, um, and I appreciate um, all your words about the company. You got it, Andres. So let's just talk a little bit about it because we are so excited to have you on the show. And I know you've only sliced out a small amount of time for us because you're super busy with all these amazing companies you're working with. Let's pull the lens back just a little bit and let's talk about JobCity. Awesome. Yeah, JobCity started as a, as a way of, uh, of me starting my life in New York. So when I went uh, to New York to do our master's with my wife, um, I um, landed to New York with only a few thousand dollars to live for, for the rest of, uh, of, uh, of six months. And um, so I said, well, this is uh, not going to last for long, so I need to find a job. So when I went to find a job in New York, um, in the top New York, I, uh, I went to an interview as a developer. So when I arrived, they asked me if, uh, if I was sharp in my skills. And I said, well, I haven't been programming for a while. Um, and probably I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, rust. So they said, well, we need very sharp people. And that is when my entrepreneurial spirit uh, kicked in. And I said, well, um, I might not be sharp right now, but I have people in South America that can do the job really well. And they said, well, we're interested. Um, I then went and, and, and talked to one of my former uh, colleagues, and he was working for IBM at that time. And I said, well, come work for me. I'll pay you uh, double the salary and two months in advance. And, um, and, and he did it. So I was able to convince him. Um, and I took this, my student loan money and, and went all in. That's how the company started. And instead of finding a job, I started a company. It's called JobCity. See, that's unbelievable. What a great story for our entrepreneurs watching the show. Here, Andres arrives from Ecuador with his wife. 
He goes on an interview and he has a light bulb go off, go off in his head that, you know, he can reach out to people he knows in Latin America and some friends in America and provide this incredible um, outsourcing development opportunity and start a company called Job City. That's an amazing, amazing story, Andres. Let's talk about Job City and pull the lens back just a little bit. I know that you're known uh, for coding, you're known for development, agencies hire you and product companies hire you, but let's pull the lens back just a little bit, Andres, and just, just tell us a little bit about Job City and how it all works. Sure. Um, so my ability to understand both cultures, uh, South America and, and the U.S., um, allowed me to start understanding the American work ethics with um, the cultural part of, of South America. So first of all, we, we saw a lot of uh, similarities. I saw a lot of similarities in, in the way that we could work together. And that was the opportunity. It's understanding really well both cultures and starting focusing on, on quality. So, you know, talent is something that is God-given. So um, you can find talent anywhere in the world. And by that concept, I said, well, you know, I know that there is good talent in South America. So why don't we specialize in, in hiring the best? And, um, and with that concept in mind, I started to develop the, the hiring method that was unique. So, so it was not about uh, finding um, really brilliant uh, people only, but also humble people, people that will go with our values, you know, be humble, um, focus on quality, you know, attention to detail, and those little things that that makes a lot of difference in, in the in the work ethic culture of the U.S. So that's that's how we started to find similarities and, and things that for U.S. companies was really hard to do, uh, especially in South America, and it has become such a great um, asset of us that a lot of our, a lot of our clients in the U.S. ask us to help them find people in the U.S. because we have developed this. Uh, recruiting the hiring method that it's kind of unique. And that's how it works. So we basically have um, a need in the States, you know, a product company, it's lacking of developers because they cannot find it in, in their cities like California, San Francisco, New York, Chicago. And because there's there's uh, not enough talent and, and we go and, and build teams for companies in those cities um, to, to really uh, bring that, specialty or, or uh, technology into their hands so they can make their products better. See, I love that. And JobCity obviously is an extension of a company because they hire you to bring on developers to work on their behalf to get the job done with, you, with what you're known for at JobCity, which is super high quality work. So if we're talking about Fortune 500 companies, Inc. 500 companies, startup companies, Many of these companies have a need for developers and, and they reach out to you over at Job City Andres and they say, hey, we need some help. What's the process? What types of questions do you ask a company so that you can determine whether you can help them out or not at Job City? The questions that we do to our clients are first, we got to see if we have a cultural fit with our clients. So we don't sell to any client. 
What we do is like, okay, are you ready to outsource? Uh, have you outsourced before? Have you ever um, tried uh, developers from South America? What are you looking for in terms of, of skills? Because a lot of our clients are like, we need senior developers, right? And it depends. So it depends on if the senior developer needs to be client-facing, if they need to solve a complex algorithm, or if they need to be uh, fast. So we have a whole system, a mix of software and processes that will determine uh, the need of the, of the client and the developer to find the right match. So we do a very kind of a craft in, 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 in making this matching, not only in skills, but also in culture and communication. So um, once the, we determined what the client needs in terms of, uh, of uh, seniority, culture, uh, skills, and communication, we go and the recruiting team has a whole pipeline of different candidates that we match them together based on, on all those things. So we use a, a psychology, a psychological tests, we use technical tests, we use uh, challenges, and we make the, the client part of the process. So that's something that we're really good at. It's uh, the client, it is part of the process and it's not something that is a black box that you all of a sudden have this magic developer coming back. It's a grinding thing that we do together to find the right talent. And once we get the first one, usually the client is like, whoa, this is, it was better than I was expecting. Um, and then from that point on, we build a team and we select you know, people that have similar skills, similar, um, that can work together, team players. And, and once that grows, you know, we've done excellent things with companies like NBC, with Intuit, um, Disney, and, and other Fortune 500 companies. And, and also small companies that, uh, that can leverage on the same type of, of knowledge because the small companies also usually they cannot afford like huge uh, salaries in San Francisco, for example. So we are really good, um, like alternative to, to that concept. And that, that will bring a lot of value to our clients because they can be on, on, on the top tier of, of, of production and quality and be able to, to balance, you know, the team with some people in the U S some people in South America. And, 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 and we treat it as a, as a sports team, you know, a sports team that, if you hire only stars, usually it's not the best. You know, you have to, you have to find the hard workers. You have to find the the team players. You have to find the the cheerleaders. And then, from from that team creation, we usually generate this momentum that will will excel in in, in production. See, I love that, Andres. And obviously, at Job City, you're known for building great teams for whether it's a startup, a mid-sized company, or even Fortune 500 companies that you've worked with like you have mentioned, and that's phenomenal. That's a, that's a great, great um, selling point about what you do because you can fit in using your psychological profiles and your, your analytics and your processes, any type of company that comes to you that fits within sort of the box that you feel comfortable delivering that amazing uh, job city um, offering to. So let's talk about communication because when a company reaches out to you, Andres, and, and they're, they're working with your developers, let's say in South America, maybe there's a mixture in some in America, 
what's the communication look like? Does every single program get sort of like a team leader and that team leader is the one that's responsible to have communication with the client? How does that communication process work? That's a great question because we, we, we don't do business as usual in outsourcing, in the outsourcing world. What we do is we believe in empowerment. And empowerment is that we, we have a mission. So the mission is, you know, no matter how long you're at Job City, um, the important thing is that your life has to change. And we put that into our clients' hands. So we say to our clients, look, we, you are, we are in this together. So um, we create a mission with them and with our, our developers. So let us help you get where you want in your life, and we will help you also uh, accomplish what you want in the sense of what clients and also in the sense of developers. So um, for that aspect, like every single member of, of our team um, is not necessarily a leader at the beginning. They have to earn that position. So for example, those things are, uh, are very intrinsic in like, we don't need to have people that manage other people. They have to manage themselves and they all have to speak English for example. They all have to have uh, communication skills because English is not enough. You have to be able to raise your hand, uh, be opinionated, um, uh, be part of the team culture and the scrums to make sure that you have a voice. And, and that's something that we train our people. So one of our great aspects of our service is that we don't only uh, give, give clients the opportunity to work with South, South American people, and, and U.S. people as well, but we also give them uh, training all the time to our people, to our developers, to make sure they speak up. It's like sometimes the best ideas and the best solutions don't come from leadership. The leadership, it's, it's important to, that they listen. They listen to, to everyone, and from the everyone feedback, they can make decisions and, and, and impose those decisions. So, so that's how the communication works. So how do we do that? It's like we train them a lot in, um, in, in, in American work ethics culture. So, for example, there's, we, we make them watch a movie, movies, some movies, there are like, there, there's one movie called uh, The Devil's Worst Prada, that in some aspects they show, you know, the American work ethics. So, like, don't complain too much. Don't, um, don't put the burden on your bosses. Try to be a team player and try to um, work hard and be clear in your communication and be honest. So uh, what we don't want is like people complaining, giving excuses, you know, uh, all those little things that make a great worker. And from that training, you, you can't imagine how, how, uh, how much empowerment you can get from people. And if, if clients believe that, we have our own staff, like our own employees of Job City being leaders in, in, in huge companies. And, and running important parts of their development process um, just because our model allows com clear communication, direct communication, like we will never put somebody in the middle. And that clear communication and that direct contact um, will generate all this momentum going where they can be part of their team. Um, so one example is like, you, you can bring them to the US anytime you want. You can have them in your Slack. You can create your own email address. You can be part of their birthday parties. And those things that a lot of companies don't do, I don't know why they don't do it, but we do it and we sponsor it. And that creates a, 
uh, uh, family type of environment that is so key to create this, uh, this momentum with our clients. See, Andres, that's amazing. And that's really what you're known for because what happens under your culture at Jobsity is that the people that work for you, uh, they, they take ownership. They become empowered. They, they, they know that they're part of a team. They're part of the, the Jobsity team. And they're also, more importantly, part of the team of the company who has hired you to provide those those um, developers. So, so you have a, a very unique niche because your people are so proud to work with Jobsity. And when they're so proud to work with Jobsity, they're so proud to work for your clients. So when you interview someone to come on board to work for you or your, your company is hiring, what's the number one characteristic that you're looking for when you hire someone to bring them on board to work at Jobsity? The main characteristic, it's uh, humbleness. So we we try to hire people that are very aligned with our values. So um, what we do, it's for example, every Friday we have a, a what, what we call the CEO talk. It's a time that I give a, a all staff meeting where anyone can join. It's not it's not it's not something that it's mandatory. But it's a, it's a way of, of interacting with everyone where we do share one or two stories and we use the stories as a way of aligning people, you know, and, and when we, we, we interview our candidates, we ask questions to match those values, right? So, so we have a value that it's, you know, we don't hire brilliant jerks, um, part of my, my, my French. Uh, and also don't be cheap is another of our values and other value. It's like read, you have to read and be humble. Um, and, and also we have another value that it's, um, it's okay to be a, um, uh, introvert. And that's allow allows like the recruiting team to work on, on trying to read the intrinsic aspect of talent because we are kind of a scouters. We go and we interview some people that are not necessarily the great people at the interview, but we try to see things that somebody else don't see. So, for example, we hired once a guy that learned Japanese by himself. And we said, well, if this guy was able to, to learn Japanese by, by himself, probably he's going to do great. <laughs> and then um, now he's one of the leaders in our clients and it, he's doing awesome. So uh, those are the things that we see in candidates to, to hire. And, and we take that burden out, out, of, out of our clients because that's something that we have specialized in. So, and we don't charge them. So it's something that our clients appreciate a lot. So that's our, our focus. Like, and we do it that with software and with processes and, and people. Like we, our recruiters have to have the same values that we sponsor and have to have that intrinsic in the interview. And usually has worked great so far. I love it. I love it. And obviously your clients appreciate your hiring methodologies and the types of people that you're able to bring in and the talented people who remain humble at your company are, are, are brought on board by the people at Job City, you and your team, to provide this superior um, service, the superior opportunity to your clients. So let's talk about 
startups just a little bit because you mentioned that, Andres, and it's very interesting because we have a number of startup entrepreneurs that watch the show. We have a number of Series A, B, C uh, funded round entrepreneurs watching the show, and they might be saying to themselves, you know, I need a little power in my development team. I need some strength in my development team. There's some new initiatives I want to do, but I'm not able to hire internally or, or I really just don't have the capacity internally to manage that. So, so what types of startup founders and startup companies do you have the ability to help or can you help all of them with their development? Yeah, that, that's, that's an awesome question. I think the important part of, uh, of any entrepreneur is like you, you get momentum. So sometimes we're not ready for a lot of startups. Why we're not ready? Because it's a lot to take. You have to embrace outsourcing or, or, or near-shore staffing um, because it's, it's a process. So you have to learn it. You have to embrace it. You have to be okay with it. And what I will tell to all these you know, entrepreneurs that are uh, thinking about doing uh, outsourcing to either near-shore or any company is like study your vendors very well. Um, it is like hiring an employee because the values of that vendor and the things that you think that are going to make you success are the things that are going to be there when things go, already, you know, when things go bad. And it's like, hey, um, if you think that the relation starts off bad um, and it will fix later on, it won't. So you are really partnering with, with an outsourcing firm because it's so close to your core um, production system or your core um, process. And, and, and that's what one thing that you need to do. It's, uh, you need to know the, who is behind uh, the management. You need to have direct contact to, to the people that you're going to work for. And you have to be able to talk to all of them. And that's, that's something that uh, either, uh, you know, you work with anyone in the industry is that there is a difference between um, outsourcing companies. And there are some, that, some companies that, like us that put more value into quality and into uh, values. Um, and it's not this black box that you send things to and that you expect results back from. So all those companies that are looking for solutions, always look for that. Always look for if you were going to hire somebody that you want to be spending lunch with, um, having coffee and talking about books and talking about uh, cool things in life, you know, and that's something that I will say that is applied to any vendor because you will be working with them for a long time. And it is not fun to work with someone that you don't like, but if you, if you, you know, hire someone that you like and on top of that, it, they're good. Then you're all set. Probably that the relationship is going to last for a long time. See, that's a winning combination right there. You're hiring someone that you like, that you get along with, that you respect, and they can deliver the goods. And that's obviously how Job City has created such a great name in the field. Let's, let's turn the discussion a little bit towards South America. You mentioned South America a couple of times. What's the talent pool like in South America for developers? Are they, are they um, very, very ingrained and in educating their developers? What's their university situation look like to, to train developers? 
What's that talent pool of developers look like in, in South America right now? South America, it's in the same, in the same time zone as the U.S. Uh, being in the same time zone um, allows be, uh, companies from the U.S. to work at the same time your problems happen. So people, all, all, everyone understands what time zone is, but few people translate that to what that means in terms of problem solving. So our counterparts in, in other parts of the world, you know, um, India, uh, Eastern Europe, China, they got to wait 12 hours. They got to wait 15 hours to solve their problems. And they usually have a window of two, three hours to communicate. If you don't solve all those issues in those one to three hours, you are basically have to wait for the next day. Working in the same time zone, it's, uh, it, it means that you can work in the right moment when your client calls you and say, you got to fix this and you got to fix it now. You, if you don't have your team together, then you, you're, you're in trouble. So that's, that's a huge thing about having people in South America. But the talent pool, it's awesome because usually Latin America and South America have been influenced by the U.S. culture. We watch the same movies. We, we usually fly to the U.S. to do our shopping. And we, with migration, we, we a lot of the times have uh, somebody in the U.S. So that has uh, brought us very close for the last 50 years uh, together to have a bonding with U.S. culture in all senses of the world, uh, of the world. You know, we buy, we, like the U.S. is the best uh client in terms of, of importing goods. And that has brought a lot of culture. Like we eat the same food. We communicate the same, the same way. We, we hire, you know, usually we go to, to U.S. universities for an exchange program. And that has worked a lot in communication. The second thing that has worked great is that, as you know, a lot of countries in South America have oil. And, and what has that to do with, uh, with, uh, with development is that in the 70s, uh, a lot of universities started programs in engineering. Why? Because they needed engineers for oil companies. They needed engineers to solve um, uh, a lot of the problems that happened in, in, in oil production companies. So they generated uh, big um, you know, universities or programs to attack engineering uh, people. Uh, like my father is an engineer. A lot of my uncles are engineers and, and that's what the usual thing because that's where the opportunities left. So what happened that translated into having great engineering schools. And then that when the opportunity of technology started in the 90s, uh, 80s and 90s, you know, the university is stripped. So what do we have to do now is like the first two to three years in engineering, as you know, is the same for any type of engineering um, field. So what happened is like, like programming and, and, and programming engineers, like they just studying that. So all the concepts and, and math, math, math and physics and chemi uh, chemistry and all that is just transferred to the new generations of, of good engineering. So that's what is good about South America is like you get good schools that teach good concepts of engineering and that has translated to, to have really good talent 
in, in software engineers. See, that makes all the sense in the world. You know, the same time zone, everybody that works at Job City speaks English. You build a great culture. Job City is known for, for, for not only the great culture, but the team and the, and the employees that you've been, been able to bring on that share your same values. They have to be very smart and innovative, but yet humble at the same time. And these are some of the things that have made Job City one of the, one of the leaders in this outsource developing space. And it's really incredible, Andres. I wanted to congratulate you so much for what you've been able to build over there from humble beginnings, moving from Ecuador with your wife and going on a job interview and then having a light bulb go off into your head and saying, hey, I'm going to start my own company and then building it to this amazing, amazing pinnacle where you're not only helping startup entrepreneurs and and mid-sized companies, but also super giant Inc. 500 and, and Fortune 500 companies as well. Your leadership really shows through. And anybody that's looking to build a team or outsource their team, obviously, Job City is going to be on their radar screen. So reach out to Andres and his team, uh, because after this interview, we can tell how much care those companies are going to receive from the team that you put in place at Job City. So I wanted to take a moment to thank you so much, Andres, for coming on the show today. Uh, you're a remarkable person with a remarkable um, story and a remarkable vision for what you want to do in the future with this develop, develop me, development outsourcing business. And thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been just a true delight. Thank you to you, Jacob, and thanks for the great work you're doing with your company as well. I've, I've watched a lot of the, your interviews, and I am a big fan. And every time I hear one of the interviews or any of the interviews, I learn so much. I'm a big believer in education, but more of education, uh, not only from, from uh, formal education, but also from uh, books and experiences and podcasts and, and generally uh, hearing from other entrepreneurs tell their stories it's my inspiration nowadays 